Chaotically Nerdy is made by nerds for nerds. This podcast is made by adults for adults and children with bad parents. Adult language will be used and adult situations may arise. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chaotically Nerdy. I forgot the name of the podcast for a minute. I just wanted to say Chaos Incarnate because that's what we are half the time. On today's episode, we're going to be working on feats. Working on feats. Talking about feats. Talking about feats. We're going to go to Feet Finder. Nope. That's all for you, bud. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, you can find me there. Yeah. Not really, but I'm I'm debating it. Heavily. All right. So the way we're going to break them down. Jarrett, why don't you explain it? Because you're the one that made this half-assed script. Not that it's not. It's better than anything I've wow. made. Wow. No, it really is. Wow. It's better than anything I've made, but it's not um, like it really is. This is not a list much. of all the feats. It's just kind of the ones that... Not only us, but like the larger D&D community considered to be in their respective categories. So we have the ones that are broken, the good, the niche that are like good in either at certain levels or on certain characters. Um, and then the just objectively bad feats that are not worth taking. The ones you should not take. Yeah, they are not worth taking. They could have been cool, but they weren't. The idea is cool usually, <laughs> but the execution is poor. Could have been cool. Somebody somewhere down the line fucked it up. I guess let's jump right into it. Let's start from the worst because that way people won't pay attention. <laughs> kind of like us. These are the ones that like wear fanny packs, <laughs> have like money clips. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think my, I don't have my wallet with me, but it's kind of a money clip. It's got a money clip in your wallet. Yeah. That's different than just a money clip. Mm-hmm. It's not even a clip really. It's like the, yeah. It's a Ridge wallet. Yeah. Sponsor us, Ridge. <laughs> God. God damn it. And it has got the, like, why can I not think of the way to say it? It's not the clip. It's the other option you have where it's like a elastic band that just holds yeah. it there. Just like a band. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll just say that these are the ones wearing Yeezys. <laughs> yes. They suck. $600 pair of shoes. That they look cool, apart. but they suck. Most of them don't look cool. Only, no, they don't. Only ones, don't. only ones that look cool. look cool, I would say, like the slides. Yeah, Ethan. Because they're slides. You talk to us about actor. <laughs> Why? It's, it's, it's so, <laughs> Tell what it is, at least. This is one of the most useless. It really is. I don't even have this one committed to memory. This is how bad this one is. Um, you have. Lucky's the only one I have committed to memory. Um most of them are pretty well self-explanatory. Um, why are we even going over actor? Like, it's because so we're going to tell the people how bad they are, and then we're going to talk shit about it to explain how bad it is. Well, that, if there's one thing we can do, it's talk shit. Well, if you give me a second, I could have looked it up first. But you're just like, no, nah, here, Ethan, do this one. Oh, God damn it, here, I got it right here. Fucking, I'm loading it. Mine's already loaded. Here, give me that crap. All right, the one good thing this feat has is it will increase your charisma score by one, yeah. but only to a maximum of 20. That's a half feat, so. Yeah. So uh, you have advantage on charisma deception and charisma performance checks uh, when trying to pass yourself off as a different person. So 
it would be better if it was just giving you advantage on like deception checks, mm -hmm. just flat. Yeah. Um, and then not only is it advantage on charisma deception checks, it's only when yeah. you're trying to pass yourself off as somebody else. Yeah. So that's crap. It's crap, but it could be useful. It's very niche. In a, yes, very, it's very niche, and it's too niche to be good. It's not um, niche enough to be in the niche category. Exactly. <laughs> so not this, good enough. This is interesting, but there's like a couple classes that actually completely blow this out of the water yeah. just on their base abilities. Uh, and then the last thing you get for actor is you can mimic the speech of another person or the sounds made by another cre by other creatures. You must have heard the person speaking or heard the creature make the sound for at least one minute. Uh, a successful wisdom insight check contested by your charisma deception check allows the listener to determine that effect is faked. So not only do you have to spend a minute listening to somebody talk, which is unlikely. Unless yeah, you're listening to hard. us. Yeah, well, I mean, then they don't have podcasts. Hopefully you've made it longer than a minute. They don't have podcasts in the D&D &D world. I mean, I guess they could. I mean... You're trying to figure out how Dungeons that works. Dungeons and Daddies and stuff like that. Yeah, those might be considered that, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. Um, and then it also can be just simply contested by the an insight check. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's it's not no, a guarantee it works. There's no... Yeah. Somebody with a high insight's immediately like, nah. Yeah. It's... it's so I guess it's not the worst thing in the no. world, but it, it, it is just entirely useless, and it's certainly not worth... Uh, an ASI slot. No. No. See, my biggest problem with this feat is like it does a lot of things that I would probably just let someone that was proficient in deception performance or performance do. Especially the last ability. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're you have like a plus ten in performance. Yeah. You can mimic somebody's accent or speech pattern. Well, think about and um, there's even so, uh, there's a think class about that assassin. That, yeah. Assassin can yeah. do the the complete disguise kit thing. Yeah, and it, it does take seven days, but yeah. Yeah, it does, but it's more yeah. effective. <laughs> and as far as I know... Assassin is useful. As far as I know, the assassin thing can't be... Can be contested. I don't think so. It's me. I'm going to talk about athlete. I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically, you're an athlete. It gives an increase. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, that's... The best way to explain it. Climbing doesn't cost you extra movement. It's a half feet again, so it increases your strength or dexterity by one to a maximum of 20. 20. 20. 20. Uh, when you're prone, standing up only uses five feet of your movement, and you can make a running long jump or running high jump after moving only five feet on foot rather than ten feet. So much of that is useless. Yeah, it's, the, again, when you're prone, standing up only uses five feet is so situational that it well it's good it's good but it's too situational but half How the time you're, are you half prone? the time you're getting not prone the person's within like you half five, your ten, distance yeah 5 10 15 feet of you to begin mm -hmm. with but usually that's the main reason why it's kind of meh is cuz it's like you said if you're getting not prone most people are right unless there you're next trying to you. run away yeah i mean which at that point doesn't matter anyway so if you're trying to run away, it's too late. You've already lost. Exactly. <laughs> so it's crap. Now, Jarrett, Charger. Basically, when you use a dash, ac dash action, you, you can use a bonus action to make a melee attack against a, 
a melee attack or a shove against a creature. You have to move 10 feet in a straight line. And immediately before taking this bonus action, and you either gain plus five bonus to the attacks, damage roll, or, or you push the target up 10 feet away. It's just so hard to, like... Why not prone? Yeah. Why not knock him prone? Yeah. And just, oh, I moved you 10 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, it's just very... I've shoved you, or I've hit you with a melee attack, so now I have to go even you've farther. Used, you have, you've used this. Move. I've tried this before. And it's not good. It's right? really not that useful. Yeah. I mean... No. If it was like t- <laughs> 10 damage, if it was twice as much damage, and it knocked them prone, or if you could use the shove attack with your attack action, that would be that would be a lot better, but it still wouldn't be worth the SI slot. No. No. All right. And then next up's healer, and it's me. So you're an able physician. You're a doctor. That's what this just read as. For the description, when you use a healer's kit to stabilize a dying creature, that creature also regains regains one hit point. As an action, you can spend one use of a healer's kit to tend to a creature and restore 1d6 plus 4 hit points to it, plus additional hit points equal to the creature's maximum number of hit dice. The creature can't regain hit points from this feat again until it finishes a short or long rest. It's just, <sighs> there's better ways to heal. There's this so- isn't a good way to heal. It's yeah. Not- no, it's just very bad. well. I mean, it's like saying, "It's okay. I've got this. I stayed in a Holiday Inn Express last night." That's exactly the type of healer this is. Like, you don't want them touching you. <laughs> it's also just like it's that doctor right out of residency that's looking at the main doctor. That's like he's got veins all busted up in his <laughs> nose. His eyes are bloodshot. You know, he's got track marks. It's like Ugh. he's not a real doctor, man. It's Doctor Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Oz. <laughs> God. All right. Next up, we got skilled. Jarrett. No, Ethan. Skilled? Mm-hmm. It's a lie. It's the one that gives you extra skills. That That's... Yeah, that's yeah, really get, all it is. Like, you get three. Three skills. Yeah. That's all it I is. I remember because whenever we would get free ones... You get either yours or you gain proficiency in any combination of three skills or tools of your choice. How often do tools come up unless somebody is playing an artificer or thieves tools or thieves tools? Very rarely. And even then, do thieves tools even like like it's not really that big of a deal. Whenever we're messing with unlocking something, most of the time it's sleight of hand. I mean, it's it's thieves tools. I know it is technically thieves tools, but. I've never heard us say. Well, it's make the, a if you're proficient in it, it's the same as being proficient in yeah um, sleight, of hand. sleight of hand. Anyway, it's the same thing. So just take sleight of hand if you can. If you can't take sleight of hand, but you get so many other th- ways to get skill proficiencies that it's not worth. It's not worth it because like when you make your character between your background, your race, your class, you're going to end up with probably five to six. six skill proficiencies to begin with if somebody in your party doesn't have one covered Mm -hmm. it's really not gonna matter no it's really not gonna matter because like if you don't have a key so you can't open the door for lock picking right yeah yeah the nearest large object is a key (laughs) or your axe absolutely or your foot or you know the nearest person just knock it down. The nearest goblin. Yeah. Whatever. Just slam their face into it until it unlocks. <laughs> <Open. laughs> All right. That takes us into Tavern Brawler, Jared. That's you, bud. 
So you get uh, it's a half feet again. You get a strength or constitution by uh, by one. You're proficient in improvised weapons. You're not well a, defined. Not not well defined at all. Basically, it's anything like any object that is large enough for you to swing or hurl. That is not a weapon. Yes, like as a defined. cup, a yeah. a book, <laughs> yeah, a chair. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, a table. <laughs> what about a ladder? Uh, definitely a ladder would there work. Yeah. And uh, now we've turned into a wrestling podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he threw the thumbtacks out. Yeah. Uh, you uh, also gain upper, uh, not gain proficiency, but your unarmed strikes deal a D4 instead of one point of damage. And when you hit a creature with Woo-hoo. an unarmed... <laughs> An unarmed or improvised weapon on your turn, you can use a bonus action to grapple that target. You've become an even shittier monk. It's probably the most useful of these bad feats. Like, if you're a monk, I could see it for, like, certain... If you're really looking to go If you're for... a monk, though, just punch. Yeah, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you grabbing shit to there throw? Are like very just niche. fucking hit him. It's, like, super niche. Like, you'd be like, okay, I punched him, now I can grapple him. If you're, like, a strength-based monk... Why, why would you do that? People like to do this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, I, yeah, no, I've seen people do weird things. So. I agree. I mean, if you're lo- really looking for a flavor build, I guess it's okay. But it's... It was uh, basically, it's one of the only ways to get... By level five, you've been outclassed. Yeah, a, level, a, damage, <laughs> a damage increase to your uh, unarmed strike. It was like the only way. Not, but not taking a level in Monk. It should be. I think you could fix this by saying that it, that uh, a tiny or small object does a D four, oh, a medium sized object. Yeah, yeah. Because I believe does by like rules a, is written. Improvised uh, weapons all do a D four. I think. Yeah, I know yes, they do. Yeah. So if you're swinging, no matter uh, how big they are, if if you're a Goliath and you've had enlarged and you're swinging a telephone pole at somebody, mm-hmm. it's a D four. It's a D four. Well, technically, it's two D four, but yeah. D4 for enlarge and D4. Yeah, I know. It's 2D4. That's still garbage. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Compared to if you didn't enlarge and you, you could and you used a, a two-handed sword, yeah. it's 2D6. Plus a D4. Yeah. Plus a D4. Or you just pick up a book. It's a D4. Yeah, same thing. Right. Yeah, you could just hold two books and go... <laughs> or frying pans. Yep. Hey, we made those into actual weapons. We though. did. Yeah. For reference, Ethan murdered an old lady with her own frying pans mm-hmm. and then took them and then proceeded to murder everybody else. I have no excuse for myself. <laughs> got them enchanted. It was Hagen, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I got them enchanted. So when they clapped them together, they uh, cast Thunderwave. <laughs> Called Thunderclap. I did that on my cheeks. <laughs> Why? Why are you the way you are? It's like She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's as entertaining as She-Hulk was, too. Did you finish it? <laughs> no. Okay. You like, watched, like, one or two episodes. Of no, I watched, like, four episodes, oh, did you? eventually. I'm like, this we'll is We'll talk garbage. about that when we get to the Phase 4 episode. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs> it's, it's garbage. Okay, so now we're going to go into the niche, which is the... It's just really good for certain people. Certain people and levels, like, you'll see. <laughs> Well, fine then, Jarrett. Take us into the meta magic at it yeah. and explain it a little um, bit. This is particularly good for sorcerers. It allows you to take a uh, an extra two. Yeah, yes, two. two. Where's it at? I'm looking at it. Yeah. You want it? 
I had I should, I should scroll. Uh, two extra uh, meta magics, and you get two sorcery points. So yes, you can take this on a wizard, wizard, a any spellcaster, but it's really useful for sorcerers because you get those extra sorcery points. Yes, and just adding on which to we, what yeah. you can already do, which we talked about in yeah. the sorcery, yeah, sorcerer episode as to how mm-hmm. you don't have enough because anytime you have resource management, you don't have enough. Well, it's not that you... It seems like you don't have enough. You burn through them quick. You can burn through them quick, yeah. But this uh, this, uh, this is especially good for low-level sorcerers because uh, you only get as many sorcery points as your level. So having... If this you get this at level four, instead of having four sorcery points, you get six, which is, you know... That at that be, point, that's that, pretty substantial. That's pretty substantial. Or if you're, say, a variant human and you get this at level one, instead of having... Which I guess at level one, you don't have any sorcery points. So at level two, you'd have four instead of two. Yeah, and that would be game-changing. Yeah, it's very nice. All right, so next up is the Eldritch Adept. I guess I should figure out who's going, huh? Ethan. E-Fan. E-Fan. Which you wrote that it's specifically for the Warlock dips without having to actually dip into Warlock. So like that old classic, want to cast darkness and see through dark magical darkness. You don't actually have to take a warlock dip now to do that. You can just take an uh, the uh, eldritch adept feat and get that. Yeah. Invocation. So it's uh, studying occult lore. You have unlocked eldritch power within yourself. You learn one eldritch invocation option of your choice from the warlock class. If the invocation has a prerequisite, uh, you can choose that invocation only if you're a warlock and only if you meet the prerequisites. Whenever you gain a level, you can replace the invocation with another one from the warlock class. Mm-hmm. Which in and of itself is pretty good because yeah. if you let's say you want to try something and you don't like it, next time you level, change it out. Um, it's it's good for warlocks. It's also good. Yeah, it's yeah, also it is, really. Oh, yeah. It's the same as meta magic. It's really good for just making your warlock that much more useful. Like you said, it's really good for not having to dip into a warlock yeah. to get the invocation you want. Like yeah, any specific ones like the yeah, uh, like one the mage armor. Oh, yeah, Mage Armor. Okay. So if you're an Abjuration Wizard... Yeah, it's fantastic. You can have Always On, At Will, Mage Armor, which increase, which just boosts your... Uh, I forget the name of it. Your ward. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then, like I said, the any any build that wants to use the darkness... Yeah. See through magical darkness. Like Shadow Monk or... Shadow Monk or anything yeah. like that. It would yeah. save you a level. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a couple levels. Mm-hmm. Like, these past two are really, really, really good. Really good. But... Um, only if you're that type of caster. And if you're looking for that type yeah. of specific. It depends on your class and subclass choices. Yes. It's not good for a random fighter to take one <laughs> of those two. Like a fighter, you're not going to take Metamask Addict. Yeah, you're not going to take that. The Elder Trap Addict one. You could. There are because there's That's, some. It's probably the more useful. It's more useful. Like there's some that let you just like get like a spell for free. I don't know. Um. Fighter Eldritch Knight might benefit yeah. from meta magic. Yeah. I think he's saying like a non spellcasting type. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm saying like a, champion, a barbarian of which, like yeah. you can't actually. You take can't. Yes, meta you magic. have to be able to. You have to be able to or cast a Eldritch. spell. Yeah, that is those, the. Yeah. But that's very loose. Like that could be uh, innate casting from your race or something. Like yeah, I can cast like elves. Yeah, I can cast yeah. fairy fire or yeah. light yeah. or whatever. Okay, so that takes us into elven accuracy, which. 
you've got for elves and half elves it's, because it's, it's niche because it's only yes those two you have to be an elf or a half elf to yeah. take this but if you are fucking take it <laughs> <laughs> the so it says the accuracy of elves is legendary especially that of elf archers and spellcasters you have uncanny aim with attacks that rely on precision rather than brute force you gain the following benefits Increase your dexterity, intelligence, wisdom, or charisma score by one to a maximum of 20. And whenever you have advantage on an attack roll using dex, intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, you can reroll one of the dice mm-hmm. once. Yep. So this this does let you do what we like to call super advantage. Yes. Or turn disadvantage into super advantage. Mm-hmm. So you, because the way it's worded, you roll your two, pick the lower one, you take that one, reroll it. <laughs> It makes Gunslinger fun. Oh, it's like nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. But it sucks that it's, which I get Horizon Walker would be really good with this, you know. Yeah. Anything that shoots would be great and gets advantage. Mm -hmm. Well, Horizon Walker is the superior shooting ranger, so. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking goddammit. Heavy Armor Master. For the low-level characters with heavy armor. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it, so I'll read it. Go ahead. <laughs> the prerequisite is obviously you have to be proficient with heavy armor. You can't mm-hmm. just throw it on. Uh, you can use your armor to deflect strikes that would kill others, and it you increase your strength score by one while you are wearing heavy armor, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage that you take from non-magical attacks is reduced by three. Mm-hmm. That is very, very niche because... Later you, levels, it, it yeah, feels like a waste. Why, that's why it's good at low levels, not mm. high levels. Yep. Because uh, it's just a flat neg- minus three, and it's like, okay, well, if I have a damage attack that does uh, 19 damage, okay, I'm still taking 16 damage. It's not enough where when you're at low level, three damage might completely nullify it or Yeah, lower but like it. level 18, and you take that disintegrate spell to the face. Well, that wouldn't even work on it, yeah. Yeah, it's force. It, yeah, it oh, is. it's force. Yeah. yeah, but like any like any high level attack, you know, do, that does might do like twenty or thirty damage. Okay, you save three points off of that. Yes, maybe that might save you. Maybe it's very unlikely. It's, but a goblin stabbing you. Yeah, it's goblin yeah. stabbing you at level. It hits you two. for four damage. You take one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that Much is better. Good, but <laughs> if you're playing in a campaign that goes past level four. It's going to be tough. And then Mage Slayer is up to Ethan. Uh, Mage Slayer uh, is um, uh, whenever a creature within five feet of you casts a spell, you can use a reaction to make a melee attack upon uh, that creature. Uh, When you damage a creature that is concentrating on a spell, the creature has disadvantage on the saving throw it takes to maintain concentration. And you have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by creatures within five feet of you. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is really great for like anything like if you're run, trying to run an anti magic person. Yeah, and that's why I have it. It's for yeah. your anti mage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like very straightforward. Yeah. It's called Mage Slayer for a yeah. reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really great for barbarians. Mm-hmm. It's really great for paladins, mm-hmm. uh, just because you can add a smite onto that. It's really nice, but. It is just niche in that you have to be going up against oh, spellcasters. Yeah. If you're not going yeah. up against spellcasters, if you're fighting monsters instead, yeah, you're, it, loses, it loses or, its uh, utility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you've wasted a ability score improvement. Mm-hmm. Oh, monk too. It'd be really good on monk because mm-hmm. the stunning strike. Yeah, strike. Yeah. yeah, 
that would be really good. Or rogues because of the especially if they're engaged right. with something yeah. somebody a else, reaction so. sneak attack. Mm-hmm. And then Jarrett, I don't even know why I rolled. Yeah, I don't know you're a skill <laughs> expert. Yep. Which is it's different than skilled because this one lets you get expertise. Well, not only that it gives you an ASI or an ASI an ability score improvement. It's a half feet for any of the six feet uh, abilities. So you can pick yeah any of them. You have to shoot your proficient in a skill of your choice, and then you uh, get expertise in a skill which you have proficiency in. Uh, the skill mu- you choose must be one that isn't already benefiting from expertise. Yeah. So, so you use your expertise, a skill, and a half. Feet. It's a way to get expertise without yeah. being a, a rogue, rogue or a, or a bard. bard. Yeah. Uh, so, like, be really good for like perception. It'd be mm-hmm. really good for insight. It'd be really good for athletics. Yeah. Any of any of your grapplers. Yeah. yeah. Any any of those pick those good feats. Yeah, and it lets you yeah. round out. You know, an yeah. odd. Don't pick nature. No. <laughs> Arcana. <laughs> Arcana. Arcana is useful. Yeah, it is. Nature's but not. <laughs> survival. Survival is like tracking. Yeah, can be useful. Can be useful, but yeah. how often? It depends on how often it comes up in your game. I, I guess we just right. used it. But we right. did. We did. <laughs> I never have. Y'all have been playing a completely different game than I've ever played with you guys. This is true. Whose fault is that? I can't tell if that's because you're not there. Why is this it, my it's fault? Jarrett's. He didn't get your wife pregnant. Yeah. I, I don't think. <laughs> oh, hope not. <laughs> I keep saying it's not mine. <laughs> You're just trying to get out of it. Financially, yes. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. No, that kid's Ooh. mine. That kid is 100% mine. I believe it. She looks like me as a kid. Yeah. I think it's starting to make Sam mad. Because <laughs> she looks so much like Sam as a little baby, and then now it's more like me. Now we're into the good. We're saving the broken for last because you should always pick those. We're going to talk a lot about those, so probably. Yeah. yeah. Jarrett, Sentinel, buddy. Sentinel. Perfect. It's. <laughs> I, I don't think it's perfect, but... Well, it's, I, mean, I meant perfect because it's right next to skills. Ah. <laughs> so I didn't have to scroll very far. Uh, you have... Uh, you can... Uh, when you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. When creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you, even if they take the disengage action. So it's one of the only ways to, like, negate disengaging. Uh, and when a creature within five five feet of you makes an attack against another target other than you, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against that attacking creature. So it's really good at locking down people being like, you will not go past me, bitch. You will and, not and leave you, yep, my five-foot area. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trapped in here with you. You're, you're trapped, trapped in here, here with me. me. <laughs> that is, it's very good. Yeah. All right, and then we'll go straight into Warcaster. It's me. So you have to be able to cast at least one spell to take this. And it's, you have practiced casting spells in the midst of combat, learning techniques that grant you the following benefits. You have advantage on constitution saving throws that you make to maintain your concentration on a spell when you take damage. You can perform the somatic components of spells even when you have weapons or a shield in one or both hands. When a hostile creature's movement provokes an opportunity attack from you, you can use your reaction to cast a spell at the creature rather than making an opportunity attack. The spell must have a casting time of one action and must target only that creature. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime... It's like a must-have for casters. Yes. And, mm-hmm. like, you could use it on a paladin, a cleric. Paladin, not... As much because you're not going to use concentration. Yeah, concentration. You much. don't you don't have very many spells that are like 
It just made me think of Paladin because of the. It depends sword on your subclass. Yeah. I'm saying most of them don't have. Most like, of them don't. don't yeah. have a range. But cleric, cleric, wizard, sorcerer, any warlock, bard, anything that has like crowd control. Well, it's especially good on warlock because you only have so many spell yeah, slots you keep that those you up. need yeah. to make sure that you're keeping them. Especially like your hex, you need to make sure your hex stays oh, yeah. up if you want to keep your damage up. Yeah. And then Ethan, take us into resilient. Uh, this is another really good one for casters. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's another half. Uh, no, it's not. So well, it is. Yeah, it is a half one, but you get to choose an ability score that you increase by one, mm-hmm. and then you gain proficiency in saving throws uh, using that chosen ability. Yeah. Um, so resilient, the, yeah, resilient con is good for casters. The combination between warcaster and resilient mm-hmm. is excellent. Yeah. Yes, but it's also good for like anything that doesn't have deck saving throw proficiency. It's good for fighters not to yeah. for the to get that wisdom. Yeah, saving wisdom throw. saving throws. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just really, it's a really good feat to take if you have an odd ability score in one of those. But your class gives you like an odd well, there's, one to go with. Well, there's specific ability scores that you want to have mm-hmm. proficiency yeah. in saving throws for. Yeah. Dexterity. Dexterity, constitution, and wisdom. 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 Yeah. The and then a le- little bit lesser than that, charisma. charisma. Yeah. And then strength and, and intelligence is probably the least. Important. Probably usually. Well, least at least early least. levels, like. Yeah. Intelligence later on is going to be really nice. Yeah. Um, what the feeble mind is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, the next up is <laughs> Fae Touched. It's Ethan again. Apologies, mate. It's okay. <laughs> it's another half feet sort of, but you get have to choose between uh, intelligence, wisdom, or charisma to increase by one. And then uh, you learn the Misty Step spell. And one first-level spell of your choice. The first-level spell must be from Divination or Enchantment, School of Magic. Um, you can cast each of these spells without expending a spell slot. Once you cast either of these spells in this way, you can't do so again until you finish Long Rest. You can also cast these spells using spell slots you have of appropriate level. Mm-hmm. So this is just really good because Misty Step's always good. It's such oh, a great so spell. spell. But it's useful for everybody. Yeah, why exactly. I really like this is because if your DM allows uh, Wild Mount, Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount, their spells in your game, there's a first level spell called Gift of Alacrity that gives you a D8 to your initiative bonus. Yeah. And it lasts for eight hours. Oh, wow. You get, you get I did that, not know. Yeah, you get to use that once. Not concentration? Not concentration. You cast it at the beginning of the day, first combat you go roll into, or maybe I think you might be able to choose. I don't remember. I have to look up. Anyway, but you can just add a D8 to an uh, initiative roll, which is always good. It's just good for getting Misty Step yeah. without expending a spell but I'd have to, I believe also Hunter's Mark is enchantment. And I think, heck, no, man, maybe not. Be careful taking this on a Barbarian. Yeah, because you can't. Because uh, if you are raging, you can't use spells of any sort. So the one I'm looking at says it's a first-level divination. Mm-hmm. Uh, one minute is how long it takes to cast it. It's a touch. You touch a willing creature for the duration. The target can add oh, 1d8 yeah. to its initiative rolls. So anytime you would make initiative... Has it rolled? During, yeah, it says... Hmm. For the duration, the target can add 1d8 to its initiative rolls. Hmm. There you go. And it's, so for eight hours, you get... The real trick is 1D8. finding a willing person to touch. <laughs> oh, touches... Um, mobile's up next. It's Jared. 
mobile. It lets you be mobile. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. And uh, shield master. <laughs> Your speed increases by 10 feet. Uh, when you use the dash action, you difficult terrain doesn't cost extra movement. And when you make a melee attack against a creature, you don't provoke opportunity attacks from that creature for the rest of the turn, whether you hit or not. So a lot of people will take it specifically just for the extra 10 feet of movement. The second effect is like niche. Like, I don't know how many times you've ever like used that part of the feet to be like, or remembered it. That's the main thing. You have yeah. to remember, yeah, you remember your that. stuff. Uh, <laughs> and then also the melee attack against creature. Which part was that? The second bullet, bullet point, the dash again over. Oh yeah. Train. It's, it's yeah. one of the things you kind of have to remember. Yeah. Um, and nobody remembers yeah. it. Yeah. But the melee attack and then you can just dip out and not get attacked. Yeah, I've used that a lot. It's a lot. It's very useful. Yeah. And then I will take us into Shieldmaster. Use shields not just for protection, but also for offense. You gain the following benefits while you are wielding a shield. If you take the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action to try and shove a creature within five feet of you with your shield. If you aren't incapacitated, you can add your shield's AC bonus to any dexterity saving throw you make against a spell or other harmful effect that targets only you. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've always forgotten that one. I remember the shove, but as far as spell casting. Oh, yeah, it's no. nice. If you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, you can use your reaction to take no damage if you succeed on the saving mm-hmm. throw, interposing your shield between yourself and the source of the effect. That's really good as well. Yeah. I'm currently using this on my cleric with its shield. and really good, in it? It's ridiculously mm-hmm. good. I yeah. literally... Saved my life. I had like less than 10 health left and someone shot a spell, dexterity spell on me and I crit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm alive, man. I'm alive. It was like a fifth level spell. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Basically, it allows any cre- any person with a shield to become a rogue. If you're, yeah. if you're going to... If you're and gonna, it doesn't have a limit to no. how many times you can do it either. That's so good. it's just... If you're going to play a, like a melee spellcaster... Mm-hmm. Like a cleric, like I'm playing Tempest cleric. Mm -hmm. Or really just anything that has a shield. Anything that you can use a shield shield. that you want to use a shield on, Mm -hmm. take this immediately. Yeah, It's so good. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going to have like a low-ish dex. Uh, Really boost your dex. I think my my cleric's dex is 10. Yeah. So So now you got plus two. Mm -hmm. Beneficial. And then we'll go into crossbow expert. Jarrett. Crossbow expert. So this allows you Guess to... Guess what? You're an expert at crossbows. It allows you to attack in uh, melee with a ranged weapon and not get your disadvantage, which is really good. It also ignores the loading property of crossbows, uh, which you're proficient. Uh, and when you use the attack action and attack with a one-handed weapon, you can use a bonus action to attack with the hand crossbow you are holding. So a lot of people just take this for the simple fact that it, when you are using a ranged attack in melee, you no longer have disadvantage. It is... Doesn't say ranged melee or ranged weapon attack. It could be ranged spell attack. It, it oh. goes over. It's every range attack within five feet. It could be just are. a regular bow, not even a crossbow. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's awesome. It's. I feel like it's a slight oversight on their part. That, it is that they definitely forgot. It definitely is because <laughs> somebody somewhere is taking advantage of that right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this is like oh, yeah. one of, it's one of the most broken, not broken, consistently good things because. You take it on like, you know, a rogue or something, right? And you go like, tack, bonus action, phew, fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, 
is piercer, slasher, and crusher, we count that as three different things or it's just one thing? Essentially all the same. We can go over all the individually, but I just put them all because they essentially do the, the same, same thing. same thing, just different style. Well, for except different. for they have their third Their third yeah. thing is a little bit different. A little different. I think crusher is probably the best. It is. So, okay. is so it my like, turn? Well, I didn't roll. We'll figure it out. No, it's me. So all I'll right. do piercer and you can do crusher. Okay. And then no, Jared can do slasher. That's fine. Uh, you, you have achieved a penetra- penetrating Ooh. <laughs> precision <laughs> in combat, granting you the following benefits. Increase your strength or dexterity by one to a maximum of 20. All of these are to a maximum of 20 feats. Yeah. They won't give you over 20. Yeah. Uh, once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals piercing damage, you can re-roll one of the attack's damage dice, and you must use the new roll. When you score a critical hit that deals piercing damage to a creature, you can roll one additional damage die when determining the extra piercing damage the target takes. It's really good for, like, swashbucklers if you're going to use a rapier. It's great. Or any ranged character. Any you know. ranged character. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Anything, which, all, all. anything that does piercing, but yeah, those are the two most common, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me go next? That's fine. Yeah. All right. Go for it. It's very similar, uh, but its strength and constitution increased by one. Once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, you can move it up to five feet in a unoccupied space, provided the target is no more than one size larger than you. No saving throw. No, no saving throw. <laughs> yep. And when you score a critical hit that deals bludgeoning damage to a creature, attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage until the start of your next turn. So you don't benefit from it unless you get a reaction, mm-hmm. but everyone else does. Really good on monks. Really good on monks. Yeah. It's really good on monks. Uh, or anything that uses a Warhammer or a Maul. maul. Like, if you're going to play a Barbarian, it's really nice for using a Maul with it. Or, you know, Warhammers. Warhammer. I like the way you did that. <laughs> Wiggled your arms. And well, it's Warhammer. like drumming. I know, but it's just... It's what you do if when you want Warhammer, at, you drum on if them. If somebody came at me like that with Warhammers, I would not be scared. I would probably laugh, and then they would kill me. But That's right. <laughs> It's a distraction. <laughs> yeah. It would work. So Slasher <laughs> is much the same. It's get a strength or dex, increase your strength or dex by one. Uh, once per turn, you hit a creature with an attack that deals slashing damage, you can reduce the speed of the target by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. Uh, and when you hit, score a critical hit, it deals slashing damage until the start of your next turn, the target has disadvantage on all attack rolls. So this is just good on like yeah. any of your, anything that uses a sword. Yep. So just depending on what what damage type, like what weapon type you usually want to focus on. The only one that you can really guarantee that you're going to keep around, though, is piercer. Because if you're doing an archer, yeah. you're only ever going to have piercing unless you use a sling like a weirdo. <laughs> We've had it happen. Yep. Yep. All right. So next up is alert. Ethan. What? Oh, I am alert. Yes. Are, are you sure? False. Yes. Um, so... With alert, you can't be surprised while you are conscious. Uh, you Which gain is great. a yeah. The real benefit here is you gain a plus five bonus to initiative. Yep, just a flat plus five. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, and other creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls against you as a result of being unseen by you, rogues. So if you're facing like assassins Assassin. and rogues, and you're doing like a pirate campaign, and like there's a bunch of swashbucklers, take this. <laughs> I mean, take it pretty well just in general. If yeah. You, if you want to be the first to strike in combat, take it. It's really nice. That's mm-hmm. never one that... It's really good on a rogue, too. It's really good on a rogue. 
it's not one that you should ever feel bad about taking. No. Especially if you're an assassin and you have to get yeah. attacks in at the very start of combat. Like, you, this is really good to take. Yeah. All right. And then I'll take us into observant. Uh, so you're quick to notice details of your environment and you gain the following benefits. You get to increase your intelligence or wisdom score by one. If you can see a creature's mouth while it is speaking a language you understand, you can interpret what it's saying by reading its lips. You have a plus five bonus to your passive wisdom perception and passive intelligence investigation scores. So passive uh, perception and passive investigation. What do your elf eyes see? That's that's essentially what the main benefit of this is. It's like, yes, you can annoy the shit out of your DM by using the second bullet point and being like, I can see their lips. What the fuck are they saying? Yeah. But most of the benefit is going to be if your DM adheres to passive scores at all, mm. is to having an extra plus five on both your passives for to perception and investigation, which basically makes you like all knowing, all seeing, essentially. Right. Yes. Like it's caused many DMs to be like, how the fuck do I surprise these characters if they have a 26 passive perception? Yeah. It's honestly really beneficial on elves in general mm-hmm. because of the trance. Yeah. They're yeah. only out for four hours for a long rest, so then they can watch for the next four. No, no, because they still have uh, their passive perceptions while they're in trance. Oh, dude. Yes. Interesting. Because they're not unconscious, technically. That's true. Yeah. All right, so now we're into the broken, which means that you should fucking take these mm-hmm. if they fit. I will prove your this. character. I don't really like the broken feats because it makes you feel like you have to take them. Like right, like you almost feels like if you know. I get what you're from saying. A power yeah. gaming standpoint, it's like you're like, like if you're gonna take a feat, you, you have take to this. take one of these. I think I've only taken one of these one time. And it was, uh, I've taken two. Yeah. On different characters, I mean. Uh, lucky. Let's talk about him. It's me. Good, because I had it pulled up. Uh, so you have inexplicable luck, and that seems to kick in at just the right moment. You have three luck points. Whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can spend one luck point to roll an additional d20. You can choose to spend one of your luck points after you roll the die, but before the outcome is determined, you choose which of the d20s is used for the attack roll, ability check, or saving throw basically gives you advantage mm-hmm. whenever you want it four or three times. Mm-hmm. You can also spend one luck point when an attack roll is made against you. Roll a d20 and then choose whether the attack uses the attacker's roll or yours. If more than one creature spends a luck point to influence the outcome of the roll, the points cancel each other out, no additional dice are rolled, and you regain your expended luck points when you finish a long rest. So the second part of that is you can give somebody disadvantage, mm-hmm. roughly. You can try to give them disadvantage. I don't think I ever did it that way. I think I always did it as... But it's so good. You pair that with a halfling. And a divination wizard. And a divination wizard, and you can choose... The rolls. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. You can never If you want fail to annoy your DM, That's this is what you take. Absolutely. Or your party members if you're going to make them fail at things. It's great. <laughs> and then next up is sharpshooter. Ethan. For sharpshooter, you have mastered ranged weapons and can make shots that others find impossible. Attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on your ranged weapon attack rolls. So you basically have whatever the range says, there's yep. no limit outside of the top limit. Yeah. Yeah. The maximum increment is your only yeah. increment. That's as far as you can go. Yeah. Yeah. Your ranged weapon attacks ignore half and three quarters cover. And before you make an attack with a ranged weapon that you are proficient with, you can choose to take a minus five penalty to the attack roll 
If that attack hits, you gain plus 10 to the attack's damage. Uh, Legolas. Legolas. Yeah. Yeah. Again, elf eyes and Legolas. <laughs> you take this, basically you're mm-hmm. turning into Orlando Bloom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're turning into Orlando Bloom. That's what I modeled my first character off of. I know. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> That Dryder had <laughs> that Dryder was peak Legolas. Was split it right down the middle. Oh god, that was good. It was a good shot. It was that was him fucking killing that Oliphant and being yeah. <laughs> it still only counts as one. <laughs> Same energy, but God, no, I still remember that. That was such a hype moment. That was oh, like, god, I think we like so cheered good. at the table. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. <laughs> it's the only time we've ever had double crits in a row. No, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. All right, Jarrett, take us into Great Weapon Master, which is the last of the broken. This is the most power gamey of the feats, I feel like, because yeah. so many martial characters, you know, if you look up a build online, they'll be like, at this level, you have to take this because, you know, this is what makes your expected damage outcome. It's why I don't like them. I feel like it's a feat text at that point where if you have to yep. take something to keep up damage wise, yes. I don't like it. Makes it, that's bad game design to me. But. On your turn, when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon attack uh, you re- and reduce the creature's hit points to zero, you can make a weapon attack as a bonus action. You have to be using a two-hand weapon that has the heavy, the hand, the heavy property to get this ability, I believe. Um, and before you make a melee attack with a heavy weapon that you're proficient with, you can take a minus five to the attack roll. If the attack hits, it adds plus ten. So, same thing as sharpshooter yeah. with a little bit different flair. Yeah. yeah. All of those are... Broken, obviously, that's why they're in that. But you can get by without them. You can. Very easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it. We're well, not saying you have to pick them because they're broken. I guess is the best way to well, phrase it. Well, I mean, it. there's, I mean, these, like, you don't have to pick any of them. No. Uh, some of them just make things function, make make life a lot easier, like Warcaster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Lucky. They just make everything a lot easier. They can even add a little flavor and fun to it. But in the end, you don't have to take it. Take what feels right for your character. Yep. Um, I'm sure we'll cover this, cover it at some point. Like, how do we build characters and stuff I, like that? Actually, are we going to do that on the next? No, we can add it to the session zero homebrew rules because yeah. I don't think that'll take that long. We can talk about how you like, build one. Like, suggest how to where to start. And, yeah. But I'm not going to suggest on what you should take. But yeah, well, because um, everybody's different. <laughs> These are just. We're not going to hold a gun to your head. These are just take this. Take this. These are just safety yeah. Yeah. things. Like these are okay to take. Mm-hmm. These are good to take. Don't be disappointed by taking the bad ones yeah. or taking the ones that we didn't even mention. Yeah, things there's a like bunch t- on here we didn't even mention. I mean, there's a bunch. Like immediately, like tavern brawler, an actor, and athlete don't immediately seem terrible. Yeah. But in like actuality, yeah. they're not. And they don't. Get used yeah. as often yeah. as you think they will. Yeah. And if they're, you take it, we just don't want you to be disappointed. Yeah, trap feats in which they look cool on the surface, but their actual usability is. So the other thing about little. that is, if you play in a campaign where your DM is like Jarrett and he just hands out feats every like ability, <laughs> yeah, every ability score improvement, they're not. None of these are bad to take, and there's really no feats that are bad to take because you get so many outside of healer. Out, meh, even then. Nah. I, Eh. If you want to add some flavor character, eh. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's garbage. It's it's not good. <laughs> not one I would recommend, but if feeling like uh, Logan took Weapon Master. We didn't yeah. put this on there. Weapon Master just gives you four profici- proficiency and four weapons. 
It's all it does. It's all it does. Solid. But he needed that to use. He wouldn't be able to use like battle axes yeah. and longswords and stuff. So he was like, uh, we get a free feat. I'll take that. Yeah. And I mean, if they're free, why not? <laughs> Even if it's not totally functional for your character. I played a wizard one time that I took. It was like the combat adept thing. So the martial adept. The martial adept yeah. thing so that you get the stuff from Battlemaster uh, Fighter. And it was it worked out really nice. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. I could like parry melee attacks and stuff like that. And it was it worked out really good for the wizard. Mm-hmm. Just because it doesn't immediately make sense for it either, or you're worried it's not gonna work out real well, you could probably find some way to make it work and be useful and flavor for your character. Yeah. I mean it's D D. You can do whatever you want realistically. Yeah, that's the fun of it. Yep. I mean, you may die, then you get to try again. Yeah. You get to make another character. Don't get too... Well, I'm good at that at this point. Yeah, don't get too attached. Not as good as Jamie, but... Yeah, you're going to die at some point. Oh, absolutely. Especially Jamie. All right, so now it I'm comes down to, to the question part where I get to make up a question because I don't have any prepared. What's the question? Well, the question is going to be feet-related because obviously we're talking about feet. Yes. Feet. My, my, my size size of my feet is 13. Oh, God. Now the fucking... Like God that, damn it, Laris. This is going to be like that... Yeah, it's that episode of uh, House of the Dragon. Hot D, uh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so the nice question. Feet. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the question. You we were, get we were to, vamping to give you more time. I, I had it made up before we vamped and talked about your size 13s mm. and fucking Lara Strong jacking off to Allison. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the question is. You get to take one feet and only one feet for the rest of your characters. Period. Oh, okay. What feet are you going to take? Mm. And I'll give everybody a second to think about it. I kind of got mine. Sorry, I put my paper right over yours. Um, yeah. Do you think you got one? Mm-hmm. All right. Spit it out. I'll just take Faye Touched every time. Faye Touched. Okay. It's pretty much my the most universal, like, bam. Yeah. Ethan, you got one? Or you need me to go? It's probably alert. Alert? Mm-hmm. Really? I'm taking lucky. It's, yeah. I mean, it's my favorite. Yeah. Especially because you don't have to be the halfling. You can just. I've just been on the helps. other side of lucky, and I know how it feels. Yeah. As a DM, we just don't like lucky usually. Yeah. And as a player only, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And we say, fuck you. <laughs> it's all right. Been there, done that. That sounds bad. <laughs> I don't recall that. <laughs> you wouldn't. I mean, sneaky, that, sneaky. I mean that fucking little to you. God damn. All right. All right. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. So that wraps up the feats episode. If you want to find us and talk to us more, see our Facebook page, all that good stuff. There is a link to our discord on anchor.fm slash chaotically nerdy. You can also use, I believe there should be a link in the episode description because I think I've added that to every episode. So you can find us there. Just copy and paste it and it'll pull you right to our Discord and you can join come, in on this madness. Join in on the bullshittery. Yeah. Yee. <laughs> Yee. And that'll wrap up everything. And we appreciate you guys listening and we hope you enjoyed. See Bye. you on the next one. Deuce. Bye.